DinoPod. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Dinopod. Today we've got our two usual co-hosts. Rita. And Tim. So we're covering a very hard-hitting topic. uh, One that most people are going to know and remember, I imagine, who are listening to this. Which is the September 11th uh, attacks, commonly known as 9-11. So... What do you guys already know about 9-11? Just briefly, like, do you know what happened? Do you kind of get an idea what happened? Um, well, they, yeah. they were the terrorist attacks on the uh, World Center Towers, mm-hmm. commonly known as the Twin Towers. Yep. And they also attacked the Pentagon in some day. Yep. yep. Yeah. And wasn't there one more plane which um, had to manage to get hold of on ground? There was, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, do you guys remember 9-11 taking place? I would have been... And if so, how old were you? I would have been four and a half at the time. We, me and Mitchell, would have been four and uh, six days. Oh yeah, we would yeah. have been, Jesus. Yes. Yeah, I do remember. <laughs> I was having lunch. Okay, that, that that's very descriptive. And I remember what lunch was. Did... Really? So, I do, yeah. What did you have for your lunch? He was, it was cod and, uh, oh, what's it called in English? Chips? Wait, no. Uh, sure, sure this wasn't? Chickpeas. Okay. 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 Yeah. Are you sure this isn't your Christmas dinner? It's not, no. Are you sure? I'm sure. We, I'm Portuguese. We eat cod every other day. I, Seriously. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> how, I don't, I, I'm serious. My, my question, my question to the people listening is it weird to have fish for your Christmas dinner? No, it's not. Yes. Portuguese people, back me up. I mean, if I see in the comments uh, from other countries that they have fish. Oh, you think we're gonna have comments? Yeah. If if people <laughs> if people comment to say that yes, in their in their country that they have something else other than traditional, you know, chi- chicken, some turkey. Ha- turkey Whatever that's meat for you, for me, that's you fucking know. weird. So comment, always... comment below on this nine eleven podcast about Christmas dinner. Yeah. We're already off topic, so that was uh, fast. That was very fast. Yeah. So see, I remember very vividly what happened. So, so explain, explain your story. So, what do you remember, like uh, every bit of detail? Well, I remember having lunch, yep. cod and chickpeas, and I remember on TV. The attack, seeing the the tower, I think I saw them fall, and I remember that a neighbor came in and knocked and asked, "Have you seen what's happening?" or something like that. Oh wow! To my uh, nanny slash cousin. So I, that's what I remember. So you actually saw it live on TV. I think it was. <clears> live. Let me rephrase that. You saw what you thought was live on TV. It I mean, you probably around what twelve one actually. That was around nine in New York, mm-hmm. so it could have been either live or very recent transmission. No, I, I'm more talking about the conspiracy tin hat. Oh already. come on! <laughs> I well, saw the, 
I'm pretty sure I saw the towers fell on TV. If that so was you live, think, so you think you saw? I don't know first. if that was live or if it was just a recording of the what happened afterwards. I don't know. Let's then, not get into the conspiracy <clears throat> right away. I remember I was I must have been off school that day. I remember sitting there seeing it on TV. When okay. you went to school at four? Yeah. When you were four. Yes, that's when you start school. But yeah, I yeah, yeah. I was oh, preschool, right? Yeah, like um, foundation. That means nothing. <laughs> I'm just gonna let Tim talk. Sorry, but, go on. <clears throat> I remember I was sitting there and I didn't quite understand what was going on at first. I remember it was my parents sitting me down and telling me there's been a really bad accident. Oh, nobody sat me down. Like... Well, you know, because I must have been, you know, quite confused at what was what I was seeing. But all I remember is my parents sitting me down and telling me there's been a very bad accident because they don't want to worry me. But I do remember, I remember being young and seeing all that happen live on TV. Cause it must have been live because in the UK, every channel went to the live feed of that. Yeah, it must have been live. I don't, I don't remember. This is why I'm trying to prod you guys. What do you remember? Yeah, nothing. You don't remember anything? No, my, my brothers do. My my middle brother, uh, he said he remembered being at school at the time and they found out that something bad happened. They all switched over the TV and he remembers seeing it. But I was too young and... Well, not too young because we were exactly the same age and I remember. <laughs> if I'm honest, I, I don't remember any of it. Like it happening. That's interesting. I... I I don't know if it was kind of like I didn't watch TV that day or I was too busy on my Game Boy or something. Maybe I didn't we were just even... watching cartoons. Well, I mean, at that at that time, I was probably either at playgroup um, where they obviously that if you're at playgroup, they ain't gonna go right. Let's watch this horrific accident because you're all gonna freak yeah. freak the kids out. Yeah. It was either that or I was at home whilst my mum was at work, and if that was the case. The last thing I'm putting on is the news. Yeah, so, probably my earliest memories is seeing it in the newspaper um, about a week ahead because mm-hmm. I went there for a magazine and it was still. Yeah, the sold they possible. Yeah. Um, and that's my earliest memories. I don't remember watching it. Um, if so, for you guys, like. Do you so has your ideas of like nine eleven changed over the years? Like since you watched it then to now? Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure like when I watched it, I didn't know what that actually meant or what terrorism was. Just something bad had happened, and it was important because mm-hmm. the neighbor, which was also my cousin's brother-in-law, which is why he came in, it's like, oh shit, are you seeing this? <laughs> so I say this was the first sort of. <clears throat> idea that we had what terrorism was it was the first sort of attack of um, al-qaeda and bin laden it was the first time they were in the news and they were doing an attack yeah but like i wouldn't grasp that at four what's happening no. <laughs> yeah cat attacked chair okay um yeah i don't think like that didn't like 9-11 the terrorist attack i remember seeing it on tv but i don't think it was like two until years later understood what actually happened it, it was kind of like i i saw bad thing or i, I saw accident thing yeah. can i go see cartoons now can i can i watch cartoons now <laughs> leave me alone, um so 
for so for you guys is it how long how many years later till you started like not looking into it but kind of having a more of adept idea or concept of what actually happened was it kind of uh, going towards like your secondary so your like primary school era? I don't know. Okay, I, I, I think the cat uh, has a very good idea of what happens. I don't know because like I know people like look into it because conspiracy th- theories. Yeah, yeah. I never cared about that. So I'm, I mean, again, I knew what happened because every year it's talked about on the never. How do you say it? Hmm? Not birthday. Uh, anniversary. Anniversary, yeah. I mean, what? So, like, I think it's more seeing it every year, news about it, more than myself going and do research on it. So it's like, I know I know it sounds, it's not in the same even ballpark, but it's like every year you have Remembrance Day, in, for example, yeah. you remember, like, yeah. uh, war veterans and things like that. Um, in a way, yeah. So you, you, it's on the news every year, so you learn just by osmosis what the fuck's happening. Yeah. Um, whereas for a lot of people, it's a hobby. It's a it's an obsession about what happened, yeah. but not necessarily like looking at their the people's lives and kind of who died. It's more of a George ha- Bush did it. George Bush, you know, tin four hat wearing people, which. As we, uh, as I will get on to uh, later on, uh, a lot of them have quite a lot of a uh, good basis. As in, like they're uh, what I found doing the research for this. It's been really interesting to see a lot of really intelligent people putting using their intelligence to kind of fix a problem or see a problem. And a lot of other clever people trying to defunct it. Yeah. Like it's it's really interesting, and I quite I know it sounds bad, but I was I was quite interested in seeing what people thought, and as we go on, like what the official story is in comparison to what other people believe happened. Well, conspiracy theories are interesting, just because like yeah. there is a secret that you don't know about that I'm about to tell you. You're like, huh, what is it? Tell me. It's, it's like, it's like a floodgate. Crazy. It's like a floodgate where it's like... And the thing is, conspiracy theories do exist. Yeah, and some, and, and some of them are actually... We can probably all agree there's some out there where you're like, there's no reason why not to believe it. I mean, some of them have been proven. Yeah. Like, uh, was it with Nixon? Was it Watergate? Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, before that was proven, it was a conspiracy theory. Yeah. That it, and same with the, what happened afterwards with the Iraq war, with the government lying to the UN and to people to basically go to war. That's, before yeah, it was proven, I, that was a conspiracy theory. The, the only reason you go to war is because it's so profitable for everyone yeah. involved. Money. Um, which... Not everyone. The people at the top. Yeah, well, yeah. Um... Which, as I as I allude to now, um, one of the big reasons why people believe that the government uh, did nine eleven was because they wanted to invoke the, the another war because yeah. there has there was so many years of nothing yeah. that they needed another war. They, a lot of people don't uh, do forget that our society is built on wars. 
Yeah. That's true. Um, Unfortunately. Your your me- your medications that you take, your antibiotics, your your penicillin, a lot of like really amazing medical ideas come from going to war and having to find out something to stop people from dying. So yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Those are the only ones where you can make something and you have to make it readily available. Whereas if it wasn't in war, they'll find it, patent it, and charge you ten thousand pounds for a, for for one treatment of it. It's it's wrong, well, but depends. that's the world. That's the world. If you're in America, sure. If you're in the country, they actually have. Healthcare. healthcare yeah, yeah. that's probably one that's probably <laughs> for honest, it's one of the top three things about the uk is the nhs is pretty amazing let's be honest to be able to walk into somewhere and just be like right i've got problem and then you just go right and they'll just fix you and you're not gonna have to worry about being in debt for the rest of your life yeah yeah um so like i say conspiracy theories are going to come uh, come along a bit later so I want to get into more of the official story of 9-11. So I'm more talking about not in depth what... Uh, I'm not going to be talking about who, what and where in terms of who was on a flight or what they were doing or anything like that. It's more of the bullet-pointed... Like, yeah, like a brief outline. A complete... It's it's not a brief outline. You It's it's an in-depth uh, and just... Not any, it's just kind of a timeline. It's a timeline. Yes, that's the word. Yes. Timeline. Right. So smart. I, I, well, I don't know about that. Five minutes ago, I didn't know what concern. <laughs> Anniversary. So, a timeline of the official story of nine eleven, based on the commission report uh, published by the U.S. government, um, goes as follows: at seven fifty nine a.m. Airline, American Airlines Flight 11, a Boeing 767 with 92 people on board, takes off from Boston's uh, Logan International Airport en route to Los Angeles. 8.14, United States uh, United Airlines Flight 175, a Boeing 767 with 65 people on board, takes off from Boston, is also headed to Los Angeles. So you've got two very similar... Basically, two same aircrafts being flown with... They weren't full, but fairly... Quite a few people on board, so... Yeah, it was a... It was a smaller plane, not, like, the really big ones. Oh, yeah, so it's not it's no fuck-off, fly Emirates, double-winged, amazing yeah. thing. It's, it's, a, it's still an aircraft that goes 500 miles an hour that you don't want hitting something. Yeah. And at and 8.19 a.m., Flight attendants aboard Flight 11, so that was the first one that uh, took off at 7.59, uh, which had the 92 people on it, uh, alert ground personnel that the plane had been hijacked. And at the same time, American Airlines notifies the FBI standard protocol. Uh, One minute later, American Airlines Flight 77, so this is a separate... Uh, flight. So you've got Flight 11 with 92 people, Flight 175 with 65 people, and now you've got Flight 77 uh, with 64 people. Um, takes off from Dulles. Dulles? Dulles. Dulles International Airport, 
which is just outside Washington, D.C., which is about 757, so it's not as big as the other two, but still, still a, a, fucking, plane. a fucking plane that's going to hit something that's going to do a yeah. lot of damage. And that's headed towards, you guessed it, Los Angeles again, and that's 64 people on. So you've got three aircrafts in the air yeah. with lots of people. And uh, 824, hij- uh, hijacker, I'm just going to put parentheses, these are, the hijackers are the names that the FBI, have, well, the American government said, these are the people. Yeah. No idea how they made the assumption, but these are, this is what they say. I'm guessing they had a briefcase. Yeah, they did. Um, so they. So that's the name that was on and there. This is their passport like, as well. Could be a fake, probably is. It's because they don't know who did it for one million percent. They had this is kind of a, an estimated guess based on the idea that further investigations later later on, yeah. when they looked at who was learning to fly and things like that, these are the names that all try together to make the biggest case for. Yeah. So I'm just going to go based on what they say. So at eight twenty four, hijack, uh, hijacker Mohammed Atta makes the f- first of two accidental transmissions from flight 11 to ground control apparently in an em- uh, in a, an attempt to communicate with the plane's cabin so you've now got the hijacker in the in the in the cockpit trying to contact um ground control and then it wasn't for another f- uh, nearly 15 minutes that anything happened and at 8:40 Air traffic controllers at the Federa- the Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, so when I yeah. shorten it, it's going to be FAA, alert uh, North American Aerospace Defense Command, no rads. Who the fuck comes up with these names? These are terrible names. It's American. It, it, yeah, Americans like to make sure <laughs> that they feel like they're important. Um, so no rads. Uh, Northeastern Air Defense Sector needs another shit name about the suspended uh, suspected hijacking of Flight 11. In response, needs scrambled two fighter planes located at uh, Cape Cod's Artis Air National Guard Base. All of these are really fucking weird names. Um, so Cape. Cod's Otis, Cape Cod's Otis uh, National Guard base to locate and tail Flight 11. So Flight 11 was the um, the second plane to... Uh, sorry, it was the, the first, first plane. Yeah. So obviously they've covered the most distance. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so they scrambled two, two fire planes uh, and to locate uh, Flight 11. They are not yet in the air when Flight 11 crashes into the North Tower. So they weren't quick enough to apprehend. Yeah. That's another thing that I've heard about, and I think. No, Edward we we won't. Snowden talked about on Joe Rogan. We we podcast. won't go into. I know what you're going to get into, but we won't go into. We're going to stick to the official story. Um, Can I read a conspiracy theory? No, 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 it's no. It's less of a conspiracy theory. It's more like a failure of the government to stop. Well, I mean, the, 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 exact, the exact same day they were um, doing tests and they were doing uh, a, a whole scheduled plan yeah. for that day where all, pretty much nearly all of their fighter pilots were the opposite fucking end of the country 
doing a doing a drill. So this is yeah. where people okay, nope, not getting into the experience. I've, I've got two theories. No, it. no, no. We're going based purely on what they what the 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 official story is. And then can we do our theories? Yes, this is what I've got planned. I've got it all planned. Sorry, Don't worry, sorry, guys. And then one minute later, United Airlines Flight 93, um, a Boeing 757 with 44 people aboard, takes off from Newark International Airport en route to San Francisco. It has been scheduled to part 8 o'clock around the same time as the other uh, hijacked planes, but they were delayed a bit. Mohammed Atta and the other hijackers aboard American Flight 11 crash uh, the plane uh, into floors 93 to 99, so the plane's fucking huge. Uh, of the North Tower of the World Trade Center, can everyone on board and hundreds of people inside? So instant dead. It wasn't even. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine? You're working and then you look at the window and you see a plane going towards you. It's like how fucking crazy is that? I mean. I think everyone would quite kind of find it interesting for about ten, about five seconds. Cause oh, that plane looks really low. That looks quite cool. It's coming yeah, closer. Wait, 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 what is it a and, plane? And then, oh. and then that's coming closer. It's fuck. It's coming closer. Oh, guys. And I'm dead. Well, what is kind of scary? Going on a sidetrack, you know, I live right next to the runway, practically of the airport, Luton Airport. And even when planes have to board landings. And they fly like really low in my house, and you can when we're on F and four, you can see all the windows and everything. So it's flying really low well, in my house. Different thing is they're not trying to crash. I know they're not trying. Plane. I know they're not trying to crash, but even seeing the plane that low was quite was kind of scary. Tim, you, I, I, you're, I, not, I would, you're not. I would think that would be cool because I'd think, oh, it was cool. They're but... landing or boarding, huh? And also, Tim, they're not looking to crash a seven five seven into your house to create another world war. I mean, they could. Well, the Al-Qaeda wasn't trying to create a world war. They're just trying to create... No, it's the US government. But a, anyway. A, but we're, so, we're not going uh, into White, so at 8.50, White House uh, Chief of Staff Andrew Card alerts President George W. Bush that a plane has, was hit... Uh, a plane had has hit the World Trade Center... The president is visiting elementary school in Sarasota, Florida at the time. So when you see on the video, this is not conspiracy, this is what happened. When you see on the video, um, he was uh, he was really into uh, reading and learning for young kids. So he was at an elementary school, sitting there on a chair, reading the story with them. And it's yeah. really lovely. But as you look around the room, all of the advisors are all getting a bit... A little bit, what's the word? Like kind of nervous, and yeah. you know that there's something going on. But when he whispered in his ear that something happened, George's face is kind of like fuck. Like he's really worried, but he didn't frighten the kid. So I was, I quite, I quite like that. Yeah. So that's why I thought something was strange. No, yeah. no, Tim, no. No, go on. I, I know. No, just for no. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say, you know. So, as Mitchell said earlier, you know, all the party ships were the other side of the country. Yeah. The president was out of office visiting a school reading. So, this sounds like it was planned. But... Uh, it's almost like the president has a schedule to do lots of shit. I'm trying my best to keep it on to the official story. <laughs> How is that weird? The president does, like, 
charity stuff and like go reading go visiting he's, schools he's, he's, and shit all the time and not only that is it he he was really into um education among young children so he was it was fairly often that he would be visiting places so it that's not weird at all it's not weird at all um i'm sorry go on and and at 902 after initial after initially instructing t- uh, tenants of uh, the world trade center south to remain in the building Port authorities officials broadcast orders to evacuate both buildings via uh, the public address system. An estimated ten to fourteen thousand people are already in the process of evacuating. So a lot of people were like, "Fuck this shit, I'm out." Yeah. Which is fair enough. You're right too. Okay. You're right. You're hundred yeah. percent right. Um, and then a minute later, the hijackers crash uh, flight one seven five into floors seventy five to eighty five of the south tower killing everyone on board and hundreds inside the building again yeah and then so at this time from 7:59 to nine minutes past three so little over an hour you've already got two planes that have crashed into the world trade center and everyone dead on board and everyone dead on the floors uh, on those floors yeah. and you've now got a potentially they didn't know at the time, but you now have got two other planes flying around. Yeah. It was a scary time. And so a couple minutes later, the FAA, so uh, try and test myself, Federal Aviation Authority. Yes, that was correct. Bans all takeoffs of flights going to New York City or through the airspace around the city. So they already knew that this is fucked. They need to stop things happening now. I mean, before this, nothing like that had happened before. Not no. quite that big. No. On such a big city. The FAA was quite quick, really, in a, in under 10 minutes. It was already responded to, plan come up, and they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Which is great, which is really good. The Port Authority closes all prison tunnels in uh, in the New York City uh, area, so everyone, everyone who, so all the bridges, metro system, everything was closed off. Yeah. It just so, I, I, I think about in my head like what the, the purpose of that would be, because surely you'd want to get people out of the the area as quick as they can but i don't know what are your guys thoughts because this isn't this is the official I story i don't know too sure some people or some terrorists were on the ground on new york city in the mm. ground mm. and wanted to make sure nobody would get out of the city that could be a possible suspect yeah yeah it was less like it's damage control basically damage control yeah yeah, yeah. also not because like one thing is evacuating because, like, the island of Manhattan is quite big. No, it's fucking huge. Well, it's not. It's not fucking huge, but the the population density and the actual yeah. building density is ridiculous. So one thing is like evacuating a area. I'm not sure where the uh, World Trade Center is. If it's in the north or like in the middle of the island, I'm not sure. But one thing is to evacuate the, that area and surrounding area mm-hmm. to evacuate the whole city. Which is, I think, ten million or nearly ten million people. Oh, it's huge! The population density is crazy. So I think that would cause a way bigger panic and yeah. more casualties, not from the attack, but also from people doing stupid shit 
while trying to run away. And if you imagine, if you because panic makes people do oh yeah definitely, stuff. and not only that is you. I'm just thinking now you brought that in my head. It's more of a case of if you have everything open. Not only people are trying to get out. They're trying to get you've in. Got, you've pick up people trying, trying to get, get in, in because they don't know what's happening. And if you imagine, if you if you imagine a bunch of ants and they want to get somewhere, yeah, they all travel together. Yeah. So you have loads of people on the metro system cramming themselves into it, and they just require one person to blow it up, and they've got a the casualty has just skyrocketed. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. I, I now and I kind of we don't know if this is the case, but we can kind of theorize yeah. so uh, at 9 21 the port authority uh, okay yeah uh, close all the seas uh, all the bridges and tunnels three minutes later the faa uh, notifies needs uh n-e-a-d-s of the suspected hijacking of flight 77 after some passengers and crew aboard are able to alert family members on the on the ground so they've managed to make contact um why well, they make contact i mean because like yeah, that's 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 that's, an, that's another one of conspiracy theories thing. Because um, sure, this is no, this like, is before onboard Wi-Fi and everything. No, most places don't have Wi-Fi. So small ones, right? No, that, this is two thousand and one. So there wasn't a commercial airline given uh, having the facilities on board to be able to contact people via t- mobile phones. Yeah. For a few years. So this is one of the conspiracy theories is how did they contact the ground and especially as if you've listened to some of the the recordings uh, that were made from the people who contacted their family um, members yeah. it seems really staged as in instead of you just sat there because if you say for example you contacted me and say my, my my flight's been hijacked you're fucking panic screamed and you're whereas that's fair but what if it like one thing is like you're screaming. It's been hijacked. But that will alert the hijackers. What if you're just trying to be as calm as possible, not to alert the people they were trying to kill you. This is happening. Get help. Yeah. What I'm what I do is I'm gonna I'm... And again, people react to stress situations very differently. I know like same with like when somebody close to you dies, like screaming is uh, screaming and crying hysterically, but I feel like just kind of going to shock and like having an emotion whatsoever. Yeah. And people find that weird, but really just a different reaction from what you think is normal. Yeah, because exactly, it's like like you say, it's, it depends on how you 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 deal with it. I mean, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be uh, I'll put I'm going to put the clip now of one of the the the, the people's response. So have a listen to this. We've got a very dramatic audio timeline of the morning of September 11th. Some of these audio tapes became declassified just last year. Combined with what was previously released, these tapes offer perhaps the most dramatic timeline of the moments the hijackings were taking place. We hear voices of people on the front lines, including a flight attendant on board a hijacked plane. We're going to start with her, Betty Ong. She was on board American Airlines Flight 11 at 8.19 a.m. Eastern Time. This is just about 27 minutes before that flight hit the North Tower of the World Trade Center. She called her colleagues on the ground. This is the first time that anyone outside those planes finds out what's going on. Let's listen to Betty Ong. The cockpit's not answering. Somebody's stabbed in business class. And um, I think there's mates that we can't breathe. I, I don't know. I think we're getting hijacked. 
Just five minutes later at 8.24 a.m. Eastern Time, just 22 minutes before impact on the North Tower, you hear the haunting voice of the lead hijacker, Mohammed Atta. Boston Air Traffic Control picks up his voice in the cockpit as he's talking to the passengers. Listen to Mohammed Atta. Is that American 11 trying to call? Buddy. We have some claims. Just stay quiet and you'll be okay. We're returning to the airport. And uh, who's trying to call me here? American 11, are you trying to call? Nobody move. Everything will be okay. If you try to make any move, you'll danger yourself and the airplane. Just stay quiet. Just incredible to hear the voice of the lead hijacker, Mohammed Atta. Now, just over half an hour later, at 9.02 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, air traffic controllers trying to figure out what's going on with the second plane. This is United Airlines Flight 175. Follow the purple track here. It has already looped south of New York, heading north toward the south tower of the World Trade Center, and two air traffic controllers practically narrate the impact. Take a listen. Hey, can you look out your window right now? Yeah. Can you, can you see God about 4,000 feet, about 5 east of the airport right now? Looks like he's... Yeah, I see him. You see God? Look, is he descending for the building also? He's descending really quick, too, yeah. Well, that's... Like that's 500 feet now. He just dropped 800 feet in like, a, like one, one sweep. That's, that's another situation. Who, what kind of airplane is that? Can you guys tell? I don't know. I'll read it out in a minute. Another one just hit the building. Wow. Wow. Another one just hit it hard. Another one just hit the worst side. All buildings just uh, came apart. Oh Holy smokes. Take you forward to uh, just about a half hour later, 9.28 a.m. Eastern Time. You've got air traffic control trying to track United Airlines Flight 93. Cleveland Air Traffic Control is trying to get another flight, American Airlines Flight 1060, to help find Flight 93. But that Cleveland controller picks up some audio from inside Flight 93. If you listen carefully, you can hear people screaming. And listen very carefully, you'll hear someone say, seemingly saying, we're all going to die in here. Listen. That's American 1060. And of course, just minutes later, that plane hits the ground in southern Pennsylvania in the town of Shanksville. Now, uh, basically, uh, you guys have listened to what the the in-flight cabin was so i just i'm we're gonna move on but i'm gonna let you the listener kind of decide what you what you feel is but you're going to fit it for that week no we're, we're not important um so <laughs> wow risa okay that was a bad joke i'm sorry please get rid of it so um yeah, so the this is nine twenty four. They've um, they somehow they've managed to contact the the ground. Nine thirty one. Speaking from Florida, uh, President Bush calls uh, the events in New York an apparent an apparent terrorist attack on our country. Apparent. Okay. So, okay. To be uh, a terrorism a terrorist attack, it has to be political. When he says apparent, he's not sure what the motive is other than killing people. Is it political? Is it just... Could no, be... Because like, there's such thing as... Um, not, uh, what's it called when it's terrorism from people within the country? Home terrorism? Because no. there's different types of terrorism. I'm pretty sure. Well, I mean, like, I, I think the reason he's put apparent terrorism on our country is because he doesn't know the particular motive. So... He, 
All he's, all, 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 he's, all he's doing is saying there's been a terrorist attack. It's, it's quite apparent that there is. Uh, it's not there's an, been act. an attack. So you could split. You could, you could split that off into three ways. You can say apparent terrorist attack. So that is, it's not an accident. You definitely know that something's up. Yeah. Most likely terrorist. So it's it's yeah. more than likely an attack on our country. So. You can split that off into three different ways. You can look at it as an, a terrorist attack and a terrorist attack on America. So it's all politically driven to these terrorists hate America instead yeah. of these terrorists hate the World Trade Center. Yeah. So already they're already pushing this vibe of, you know, terrorism versus America. Yeah, there's a political sense to it. Yeah, of course there would be. Um... So, six minutes later, hijackers board flight 77 crashed the, the plane into the western uh, facade of the Pentagon in Washington, D.C., killing 59 people on the plane and 125 uh, military and civilian personnel inside the building. So, at this, at this time, in less than two hours, you've already got, well, two and a half hours, you've got two plane attacks into World Trade Center. Centers, yeah, and you've got one that goes into the Pentagon. So currently, you've probably got hundreds of planes up in the air, and fuck, yeah, any one of these could be going for this, that, that, and this building. Yeah, like there was a, there was a, it. I'm gonna say his theory, as in it was just kind of an, uh, an idea that it, the next target is probably gonna be something at the White House or something like that, or the Congress. Yeah, exactly. So is that where you think the fourth plane was heading then? I don't know. Um, I. I, I, but I've got a theory, but I'm going to stick to what they uh, have said. So at 9.42, for the first time in history, the FAA ground all flights or out or bound, all flights over or bound for the um, for the US. So any any flight has to fucking land like nah. Yeah. Over the next two and a half hours, 3,300 commercial flights and 1,200 private flights, private planes are guided to land at airports in Canada and the US. So you also have to wonder what the like because when people fly flying is terrible in itself. It's annoying, it's tiring, you're you're confined to a small place. It's not fun. It is fun. Like you see you see outside your win your window, you're seeing all I'm, I look at it from an engineering type background and think how how phenomenal like the fact that we're even flying is. Yes, that's fair. But okay, let me rephrase people... that. I, as a fucking nerd, love it. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people do, but everyone gets annoyed if their flight is late by five minutes. It's annoying. It's, Nobody it's, likes it's your, it. It's your concept. The reason they flew into the World Trade Center is because it was no. delayed. No, what I'm saying is. You have to imagine what those people are thinking in their heads when they're playing. They're going to whatever, Los Angeles or Seattle or whatever. And the lands. And they don't give you a reason. Because so, I doubt they gave a reason right away so people won't panic. Like, what the fuck is this? Well, no, I'm, Why I'm, this fucking cunt landed my flight? I'm and then they know what happened. Like, oh shit. No, I'm pretty sure... That they, uh, you know, you know, uh, 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 like, uh, what are they called? Hostesses and hosts. Yeah. Um, it's like, don't worry, everyone. We just have to, we've, we've been instructed to, to land. 
So don't panic. We'll give you some Pringles and some mm-hmm. shut up material. So be yeah. quiet. And then all, oh, all one oh. all one person needs to do is they get a text from someone to say, by the way, there's been an attack on the World Trade Center. It's like, <laughs> no, no, they will send you a message of three planes already hit multiple places. Geez, you're on a plane. Panic. Yeah. And then they're like, fuck, I'm on a plane. Three planes have hit. But I'm, I'm sure next. the first thought on those people's head was calling guns to everyone involved in landing like, and stopping their journey. It's like, like fuck, fuck I you, I tried to get home to you. watch America's Next Top Model. You, yeah. You're delaying me. Yeah. So... I just trying to comprehend how quickly the whole America just shut down. That's a big country just completely shut down like that. I doubt it was all of America. There's enough like well, the, there's enough like the rednecks. Was shut down. Yeah. I think there's enough like rednecks and some like really what are they called the ones that live off like the land and they're like Amish people. Yeah, they, oh, pro- they, they had no idea. They had they, all they saw was like, huh? There's no cars anymore. It's like God has given us no aircrafts in the sky. This is amazing. Finally and, and realize that, and then they realize that it's like, oh, okay. They had to realize like weeks later when they finally get a newspaper. <laughs> they finally get a telegram through. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, I mean, like you're you're gonna have like Amish people who have no idea what the fuck's going on. Um, but yeah, so at nine forty-five, amid escalating rumors of other attacks, the White House and U.S. Uh, Capitol buildings are evacuated, uh, along with numerous other high-profile buildings, landmarks, and public spaces. So, this is, you know, for a fact, in the White House, they've got this like booklet. It's called "We, <laughs> the U.S. is fucked. This is what you need to do." They have a bunker, yeah, like yeah. a war bunker. Where it, I think that's where Dick Cheney was mm-hmm. commanding, though. But- the response to we'll get, the, the we'll, we'll get to that bunker later. At 9.59, the south tower of uh, the World Trade Center collapses. So, plane hits, a little bit later on, collapses. Yeah. So, at 10.07, after passengers and crew members aboard the hijacked night, Flight 93 contact family and friends and learn about the attacks in New York and Washington, they mount an attempt to retake the plane... In response uh, to the hijackers, deli- in response, hijackers deliberately crashed the plane into a field in Somerset Ca- County in Pennsylvania, killing all forty uh, passengers and crew aboard. So, just these those people are heroes. I was about to say, just think about those people. They killed themselves so other people don't die. This is That's, amazing. It's amazing. I don't know what yeah. I would do if, like, I realized that the plane would have been hijacked. I'm sure my first response wouldn't be, let's take this plane fucking back. <laughs> I mean, oh shit. My first response... Probably start crying. My first response would be, right. You could have good innings. Oh, I would have my headphones. I had a good innings. I would have my headphones. I made about seven podcasts and then Tim stopped turning up. <laughs> yeah. So, That's yeah, like, that was most, good, that my, was good. That's like now most people are just looking at their phones with... Uh, like headsets yeah. playing or like watching a movie and like everything's happening like, or complaining 
up. I want people to shut up. Jesus. And then finally you like realize what's going on and then start crying. Are, are you saying that everyone on board have got AirPods Pro? They've got a noise cancellation. I haven't got the fuck clue what's going on. They just look up I and go. people. It's like there's someone over there and everyone looks up from their phone and goes. Mm. I'm sure right now some people be like, why are they making so much noise? Just shut up. And like turn the noise, like the volume louder. <laughs> <laughs> and just like cover their head it's like okay no you know for a fact there's one person at the back they had the little snuggy thing around their head and they're just like can they please shut the fuck up I'm trying yeah. to sleep and then they wake up and go yikes we're currently doing 10,000 like feet a second down and I'm dead yeah. yay Woo. Woo. so uh, not a lot happens um, for about 20 uh, about 11 minutes, 12 minutes, until the World Trade Center's North Tower, 102 minutes after being struck by Flight 11, collapses. So, within what? An half hour. An hour. Within, 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 within half an hour of each other, both towers, so, gone. Yeah. So, at 11am, uh, Mayor uh, Rudolph... I've got a cat in my face. Uh, Wait, Mayor Rudolph? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't... I thought the mayor of New York at that time was Rudy Giuliani. Was he elected afterwards? Yeah, that's Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. That's uh, Trump's attorney. The one that like goes on TV and says all the crimes they've committed. So, whatever name she just said, calls for an evacuation of Lower Manhattan's south of canal street including more than one more than one million residents so it's not 10 million it's about probably about five million in total i think uh, new york city has around 10 million i'm not sure what the island oh. new york city is the manhattan island and yeah the like brooklyn i think around and queens and whatever so including more than one million residents workers and tourists as efforts continue throughout the afternoon to search for survivors of the uh, at the World Trade Center site. So by 11 o'clock, both towers are down. Pentagon has been hit. A pass a flight has been all flights are down. All um the all people on board the flight that crashed into the field is dead. Yeah. And they they now they're in recover mode. Let's start trying to save people so firefighters emergency service people flocked to the world trade center as soon as they can to yeah. help out um there are stories where people will have retired or live 100 miles away their first thought is put the uniform on and you go yeah which is fantastic amazing, amazing. um so at 1 p.m at uh, Barksdale uh, Air Force Base in Louisiana, President Bush announces that U.S. military forces are on high alert worldwide. So this is where some people get really frustrated with with Bush, as in he he took quite a while to put that into force. As in it was the first attacks were around at, nine, around, around nine, and it wasn't until fucking one o'clock before he decided to say air force keep an eye out basically 
That's crazy. So I the... mean, I'm sure the Navy didn't just stood doing nothing. I'm sure they took well man, the... man isn't in their own hands and Stark 89 things. Or at least I like, I like them. So. so the U.S. Navy dispatches missile destroyers to New York and Washington, and that was at 2.51. Never mind then. So, uh, and then at... And then between 2.51 and 5.20, not much happens outside of the uh, Ground Zero where they're all trying to save as many people as they can. Yeah. So at 5.20, the 47-storey Seven World Trade Center collapses after burning for hours. So the building uh, had been already evacuated in the morning and there are no casualties, though the uh, collapse of the uh, force... The collapse forces rescue workers to flee the flee for their lives. It is the last of the twin towers to fall. Yeah. So although they didn't directly get hit, the the flames from the fallout from the fallout yeah. made it fall essentially. Yeah. So now, if you imagine, you've got this terrible fucking twin towers collapsing, and now you've got another building that's fallen down if you lived in new york at a time you would be fucking petrified that what's next essentially so um at 6 58 president bush returns to the white house after after stops at military bases in louisiana and nebraska so this guy is on a fucking (laughs) he's on he's on a trip around the u.s at this point in air force one before he gets back to the White House, so this is where a lot of people do, like don't like the way that President Bush was taken around. He his they didn't let him go straight back to the White House because they thought that that he was next. Essentially, he was the next yeah. target. And apparently, there was like an order from Dick Cheney. Yes, um, which there's a whole conspiracy theory there, but we won't get into it just yet. So President Bush uh, addresses a nation at eight thirty. Uh, calling the attacks evil, despicable acts of terror and declaring that America, its friends and allies um, would stand together to win the war against terrorism. So even without knowing that it is 100% terrorism, it's terrorism. It, there wasn't any, you know... Yeah, real doubt. So that is the official story timelined on... Um, what happened that day. Obviously, there's stuff that happens afterwards, but these are the key events. Yeah. So, the two the two t- top conspiracies um, about um, 9-11. So, th- there are a lot more conspiracies, but these are just kind of the the, 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 no, the t- top two that happened. So, conspiracy number one, when the, the when the two towers um fell yeah people believed that the reason they fell was because aviation jet fuel which was ablaze on many of the floors above and beneath floor 75 on the south tower and of uh which was the impact zone of the aircraft and floors 93 to 99 on the north tower basically melted the the steel structure yeah causing all the way above it to become unstable and collapse. Don't believe it. So yeah. so the the, the theory sure. is that the jet 
the jet fuel burns at around 800 to 1500 Fahrenheit, which is not uh, hot enough to melt steel, which melts at 2750 Fahrenheit. Yeah, if you actually, actually researched, you'd see nobody's claiming that the steel melted. So, how did the, the tower supposedly collapse due to the steel giving way? Well, first, the steel didn't melt. It weakened. And it's not, let's think, like, it didn't, the jet fuel didn't burn for, I don't know how long, don't ask me how long, but for like an hour or something, and then ceased and there was no more fire. In that hour, everything in the building has caught fire. That's floor, desks, paper, shit everywhere that's on fire. And while they did not melt, and, still and, and if you imagine this enough is enough that the weight of the remaining floors above the fire created pressure enough so the tower collapsed. Yeah. It's not something it didn't melt. And I think the first thought that why collapsed people that hadn't been investigating anything yet, well, obviously, mm -hmm. everything melted. And that and, that's and not if, and what you, happened and And if you think this is pre you know internet databases yeah. on everything there was and ba researching... back in 2001 was it was a time where computers were part of everyday life but to file tax returns paper to file yeah. to to send off applications paper so everything was paper you had re reams and reams of drawers yeah full of paper that as we all know this, burns really plastics burn wood from desks and chairs and the floors burn the carpet from the floors burn uh, like and everything and, and if you have inside. a look because of because of the way that the they were the towers are designed um yes to me um the the columns are built to have this fireproof uh material around it yeah so basically so if there was a fire this it wouldn't affect the steel inside, but from a lot of the documentation that I've seen over the years, they've done repairs, they've um, kept up with modern times, but some of it, some of the uh, fireproofing had disappeared. So yeah. whether or not that's a person going along and having to check the steel to make sure it's fine, they've taken a bit of patch out, and all it required is. It just deteriorates with age fire too. to get through it, and if you imagine, yeah, it's at that time it was well over two decades old, three decades. Yeah. Like some of the steel could be four decades, five decades old. Yeah. <clears throat> That's not to say, however, that the the steel wasn't up to standard because it was. It was yeah. still up to standard, but it still isn't as good as the two thousand and one new steel that they would have to put in buildings. True. So. How did it? So why? Why would it give? Why would it have given way? Why would it have melted? Why would it have? Uh, what, Again, I don't think it melted. Even so, if it did melt, what, ha what happened to that steel? It just weakened. Because steel, if you try to melt steel, steel mm -hmm. doesn't go to completely hard, and the the second it turns at that specific mm -hmm. uh, temperature, it just melts. Okay. It weakens along. To, uh, for a long time, it weakens, gets weaker and weaker until the 500 degrees? 500 uh, degrees. 2750. Until at that point, then it starts to melt. But a 
thousand degrees before that, it's already weakening and turning like. Right. Yes. You know the red color that from like steel when it starts to like getting heated up. So that means the steel is weakening. So you saying it's like 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 when a blacksmith is doing work. Yeah. Like you you. It's not melting, but it's weakened, which is why you can like flatten it and turn it whatever. So, uh, so from a senior engineer from the American Institute of Steel Construction. Steel loses about 50% of its strength at 1,100 Fahrenheit. Yeah. So Therefore, again, the weight of all the, the floors above it would yeah. just go... So if you, if you imagine, it's like, if you've got a piece of paper, right? If you've got a piece of paper and you've got something on top of it, on its own, it's fine. You add some water onto it, it goes through. Yeah. You add fire to it, it's going to be okay for a little bit and then it's just going to fall through. Yeah. Steel is obviously not the same as paper, but it's, if you imagine it's the principles the same, it's going to be fine, 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 and then hit a threshold where it's going to go, right, I've got all this weight on top of me and... I'm not as strong as I was. I'm not as strong as I was. Is this a metaphor for life? Yes. Okay. I'm going to give weight to all of the weight and pressure. So... Um, if you so if you imagine you've you've got all the floors above it pushing down yeah you've got a weakened bit of steel is that your is that your is that your final answer it's my final answer and the correct answer Tim, Tim. uh I, I, I don't, I'm not saying if it's correct or not but what's your idea your argument my argument is that the towers collapsing wasn't caused by the plane I reckon there were separate explosions in the tower which may cause it to collapse. Tim, okay. that, that, Tim, that's idea number two. The we're, tower, okay. we're talking directly on the on the steel beams themselves being affected. Why why would they have given way? I don't reckon they will give way. My my theory is I reckon they would have given way. Why? Because steel is maintained for still that steel structure was made to withhold like that sort of stuff. True. So I still. But again, that steel is weakened. I I get that steel has weakened but i still don't reckon still weakened enough for it to collapse like like that so and, I, okay. and, and if you imagine oh, i've got all of the fireproofing around it, yeah and they know these were built to withstand yeah these pressures yeah. so why they would build to extend the pressures true they weren't built to get hit by a plane they were yeah they actually were wait what i've, I've seen the documentation they were built to hit by a plane they are they Bearing in mind these were these the buildings were built many like years before. Yeah. But they were built to withstand a direct hit from a seven four seven. That's really? what yeah. that's what the steel was designed to be. It was supposed When was a seven four seven invented? The sixties. And they didn't didn't change planes. No. This until... is and well, bearing in mind like the 60s you could jump on a plane and go they were the 60s aircrafts are so similar to aircrafts nowadays See, sure but they've been updated oh yeah they've, they've been updated so they might be a bit quicker but the different construction has but that quick like being quicker means bigger engines but also don't no you... but if you imagine the 757 and the, the planes that they were hit by were smaller than the, the biggest aircrafts back in the 60s so this is the idea of like how if they 
If the towers were designed to withstand a direct hit, which they were, they were from a seven person from a plane. Yeah, there's and several different types of planes. No, it's from a seven forty-seven. It was a big plane. So if they were, if they they and when you look at it, when you look at the towers themselves, they actually survived the hit. It didn't actually cause that much damage. Just a hole, which is which, yeah, is, which, which is where which, my theory. Hold on. <laughs> which, if they got directly hit, right? Yeah. They that still was supposed to withstand it. Like if there was no fire, those towers would still be standing today. So, this it. This is where this is where the people was it like. That's the thing. Was it put to sustain that amount of damage for a certain long time to be able to evacuate the building? Because there are structures, for example, for earthquakes, where they're built to take the hit, sometimes enough time so that people can get out, but at some point will collapse or break. No, no, this was, this was designed that if it got hit, it would be fine. Where is that? I want to see that. You can find it on. Uh, find it on the internet. Um, That's what I'm trying to do. So the actual towers themselves were capable of taking a hit. However, I'm about to. So what was your? Um, so so you your theory is that it got designed to be hit. It can take the hit. Yeah. And I reckon there was more explosions. Is actually inside the tower, which caused okay. it to collapse. Okay. Where's the proof? I'm, of I'm, that? I'm, 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 uh, I'm gonna get to that in a moment. So, what I, I called it an answer, but it's not necessarily an answer, but it's based on pure science. Yeah. What Rita said was true. Steel loses nearly half its structural rigidity at 1,100 Fahrenheit, give or take, yeah. uh, depending on the the rust of the the steel and yeah. things like that. Therefore, of all the floor weight above it, on top of already weakened steel, when you see steel, I've seen a, I've seen a video where someone uh, did a test. They put a steel beam across. They put a lot of weight, lot of weight on top, more than easy can take it. Yeah. They put a fire pit below it, and when it reached at thirteen hundred degrees. Based in, bearing in mind that this was a brand new piece of steel, so it was about 1300 degrees. What the steel didn't melt, it buckled, it twisted. That's another thing that I have. So, if you imagine, yeah, they, they at that point they stopped the experiment because that they yeah. proved their point. But if it kept burning and twisting and twisting and twisting, the top of it would then twist, yeah. And that means you've now got all these floors above it that have moved and that are pushing directly down and everything else. And then you end up with like a sandwich effect where it goes like this. And then going on to your planned explosives theory, whilst the towers were collapsing slightly before, uh, on some of the videos you can see, you can clearly see puffs of dust coming out below from floors below. So if you imagine you've got these floors at the top, 10 or 15 flights down, there's these puffs of smoke getting pushed out mm. like a planned explosion. So 
They can clearly see puffs of dust below where um, of you can clearly see puffs of smoke uh, dust below uh, bellow out of some of the uh, floors of the tower below the floors that where the fire were uh, ablaze leading to the theory that there are eerily similar uh, to explosions that are used in planned demolition jobs does this confirm an ulterior to, uh, ulterior motive or something more than the plane just crashing yeah that's what I believe. I don't reckon the planes were the initial cause of the collapse of the towers. I reckon there were explosives in there, planned by the government. Okay. And I reckon the planes were a decoy. I reckon the, the planes were sent from the government mm -hmm. to be like a decoy, and the explosions what really caused damage. Okay, that that's that's a credible, like, good theory. I mean, if you think about it, if they've seen pictures of um exposed steelwork yeah for when i talked earlier about the fireproofing it's not out of the realm of possibility to potentially put um material in there um so i can i can get the idea i can i can see that so your your belief is maybe the fires helped a little bit as in in terms of fire is going to make the situation worse don't get me wrong so your your theory is that those explosives are planted done by a like a i say secret organization but i i'm gonna say secret organization so it sounds cool so you're saying that a team went in there which i will get into uh, i will back your theory up um, you're, so you're you're saying a separate team went in there. I'm showing you the answer. Uh, your your theory is that there's a team that went in there, set this up. Yep. For a planned demolition, which if you've actually seen planned demolition videos, they're very similar. Yeah, scarily similar. Yeah. And uh, years before. Uh, 9-11, I can't remember the year, but a, a uh, truck was in the underground car park, uh, got put in there, and there was an explosion that happened, and no one knew that that was, not many people know that happened. So if a truck can go there and explode and not many people know about it, the, the likelihood is you can easily send in a team of people maybe during the night or have uh who's someone who has like maintenance uh access to plant explosives so you're you're saying that because of how eerily similar it looks to an actual demolition job it was kind of an end <laughs> it's a meme but it was an inside, inside job. job yeah continue have you got i've got nothing more to add that so that's my theory simple and short and sweet rita Planned explosives. What do you think? Simple, simple, yay, nay, or maybe. No. When would they have put the explosives there? Because mm. to collapse a tower is not—it's a big job. Yeah. So it would have been hard on an extremely populated place to just put explosives without nobody noticing and nobody calling the police. Because remember. This conspiracy theory that no one knows about, only the top people. So if somebody called the police and said, I think they're planning a bomb at World Trade Center, 
surely they wouldn't call the, the people at the top, so the president. Hello, President Bush, I've just got a call saying there's bombing, what should I do? They would go to the place and investigate. Not, not if they were uh, involved, and this is the idea. So yeah. everyone was involved. The whole police in New York of that area was involved. No, I, I, th I think the theory comes from if the police's first initial protocol is to call the FBI or the CIA or but bomb disposal, and they were they get alerted to the high up, say. If you imagine it as a business, if you have a problem, if I if I came there and I did work for your company, and there's a problem, you'd yeah. contact me. Yeah. So if someone calls the police to say there's a bomb, and they're like, right, ship, I need the bomb experts in, you contact the 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 guy at the top, and if he's involved with the whole conspiracy, then they can go in there and just. Why don't you just contact the is that what's called? Yeah, Bomb like, squad. But then, if if they get contacted and they could turn around and say, "Okay, fair," but wouldn't that call be on record? Well, why? Why it might be, but there's so many there's so many documents that the government don't want to release about nine eleven. It could be there. Okay, what about the whistleblowers that have turned around and? Because, like again, I mentioned nothing. I mentioned where Edward Edward Snowden. Yeah. He had access to a shit ton of files that he released about conspiracy theories, which was uh, he, what he released about was um, the government spying on everyone. Hmm. But but there a lot of people would have had access to the to that conspiracy theory, and I don't believe anyone wouldn't say anything even years after because people do say stuff. Yeah, okay. They do send shit to the press. Let about stuff like that let's turn it on its head if for example your whole family is threatened to say do not say anything otherwise they die then you go and whistleblow and you know you now you know you now have a car accident that wasn't your fault and it's and it's there's been conspiracy theories in america for decades where yeah. when someone says something Oh no, they, you know, the the train just so happens to go across at the right time to take their car out. But people still come out with stuff. Yeah, but if there's only a handful of people who know what's going on, but and that, only a handful of people can access those documents, you only need to hogtie and to kind of stop those hand people. What they're saying, which is somebody planted bombs in two World Trade Centers. Mm-hmm. Without no one knowing, that's not a handful of people to complete that. Without nobody seeing anything. So do do you know the, the and if like surely people that do believe in conspiracy theories would come out years later, saying actually I saw somebody weird putting stuff there the day before. Have you ever seen the sure. Have you ever seen the movie uh, Man on the Wire? No, I haven't. No. So. I can't. I honestly do not know if this is a real, if based on a true story or not. I think it might be, but they uh, in the in the movie um, they managed to sneak into the World Trade Center and build and put a a line from one side to the other without anyone knowing. So are you? Isn't there a movie with 
Yeah, it's Gumano. John. It's Gumano Noir. No, what's his name? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I think it is anyway. But my but my point essentially is is like you. There is ways that they could have done it. Let's document though. Um, but I'm gonna squelch Tim's conspiracy with hard evidence. Is that still about the pups thing? Once the towers start collapsing, if you think like a, if if you think like a pancake, no, if you think if, with your hand, if you do that, don't do it too loud. But if you do that, what releases from either side? Whatever air was here yeah. gets pushed out. Yeah. Yeah, this is what I have. So, once the tower started collapsing, if you think all of the weight above it started smashing down all together, all of this air that was or was in these floors that have been crushed have been taken down stairwells, down you know floorboards, things like this, and all they do is they get pushed outwards. So if you've got all of this rubble and debris and everything like that, all this air is going to take this and throw it out. Yeah. So although the floors might be collapsing 15 floors above it, down here is where the air is getting pushed because of the force is so great. Yeah. Where it needs to go, it goes, travels all the way down, and the easiest place it can escape, maybe 10 floors below it, pushes all this crap outside. That is science, but not necessarily the most exciting story in the world. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I can't remember. Did you, what was your response to hmm? the steel didn't melt, it just weakened? You don't believe that at all? No. That still weakens. You're, I believe they're still weakened, but in this case it's a strange one, because the towers were built to withhold this, so I don't think... The st- Okay, the towers. So I, I went, I searched for that and I found an article. But yeah, the towers were sustained to being hit by a plane. Yeah. But they weren't sustained to then that, part of that plane start a fire that would spread to everything that's in the yeah. building. This is what I mean. It's like it, it, it was strong enough to withhold it, but I don't yeah. know if it was. Um... So you don't think that after starting a fire, the steel, the steel wouldn't weaken at all? It would it would weaker, but not as much as it did. It's my theory. Is is your is your I mean, I, is your is your idea you... that okay no so go and base what you said your idea which I'm not saying you're right or wrong because there's no right or wrong here. This is just kind of. No, I'm just trying to understand that point. Your of view. your 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 point of view from what I've taken is because you used to believe that that. Yeah, until we've had a conversation like months before this. Yeah. So, we so Tim, Tim's from t- tell me if tell me if I'm wrong. Your theory is that there maybe weeks, days, months, whatever time before there were explosives put in uh, amongst the uh, the key elements of the tower. Yeah. So the where the major supports are, there were plant explosives put, and then wires basically were able to be hidden behind whatever and so the u.s government or someone that doesn't have to be directly them but someone crashes it into the world trade center and then they left it for a little bit 
clicked the bomb. They all went. And lo and behold, terrorism flew a plane into the World Trade Center and it collapsed because of it. Yeah, correct. Okay, no, that's fine. That's the do. You, the thing is, that is actually like that's. that's I just thought of another thing. That's, Why that's the plane? A, that's then? A, What's the it, point of the plane? Why not say because a plane, man plane. bomber just went in, broke in like, Be- because or it, a gas bomb. It's or symbolic. Anything. It's symbolic. Planes. It's a terrorist attack. Planes are. They want to kill people. That's their symbol. It's we can kill you. And planes are symbolic in the sense that they symbolize freedom they symbolize travel they symbolize what everything that is good in the west where you can jump on a plane everyone can enjoy themselves and it's also really really looks good on the news how many times have you watched those planes fall uh, how many times have you seen that planes hit every time and and then all you think Once is terrorists hit Whereas if there's a suicide bomber, you wouldn't see the suicide bomber. You would just see the explosion that it caused. Whereas you're seeing the direct impact. It's symbolic. So yeah, no, it's because it's planes are symbolic. Then why the bombs? If they wanted to use the planes as symbolism, mm-hmm. once they hit the towers, even if the towers didn't collapse, it's still a huge... Thing, seeing of two planes flying into New York, mm-hmm. into two of the most famous buildings at the time, the Twin Towers. Yeah. Why the bombs then? Because if, just, if it's about symbolism, why not just the planes? Well, the planes were there as the symbol, but the bombs were the ones that done the damage. So everyone was looking at it thinking, oh, the planes caused that. Is but what... the planes did cause that. At least not the collapse. You're saying it didn't cause the collapse. But no. you see the planes going into the buildings. Yeah. You see the planes So they're still damaged. There's still a lot of people dead, unfortunately. Yeah, but what I can't see is how can a plane go through that steel structure, go all the way through? Because. But it did. No, it didn't. Not all the way through, but it went in there. Because you got. I there was watching, a hole. I'm not watching a video on YouTube of the nose in, nose out theory. Okay, what's. I don't know that theory. Theory goes <clears throat> based on. Um, was that one green screen? Uh, so the theory goes if you watch certain videos on YouTube that are unedited, there is. If you look at it from one angle, it looks like. Um, the nose of the plane it goes out the other side of the the actual World Trade Center. So if you imagine, it's like if if you see the actual World Trade Center, the plane goes in, yeah, and from another perspective, another angle, it looks like the nose goes through, yeah, which is not physically possible because the nose of an aircraft is so weak that as soon as it hits one thing yeah the nose stops looking like a nose and it just gets crushed so some is there actually evidence other than just videos that probably are shit in terms of quality so the videos is all we can go off um but the nose in nose out theory it goes based on a completely another conspiracy that i didn't want to go through because it's is a whole podcast on its own, which was the US government covering up or um, 
creating the whole hysteria around 9-11. I'm going to really briefly say what it is. There's so many videos and so many news articles and so many news outlets that cover 9-11 that a few of them look very fishy. One example is um, the BBC coverage of the day already said World Trade Center 7 is down, has collapsed. Yeah. Yet the screen just behind them is showing a video of it already. It's just still standing. And it wasn't until minutes later, like 10, 15 minutes later, before it collapsed. So... Okay, fair, but could it have been the transmission was late? It's because in the video, but do you know they have the screen behind them? Yeah. That was what you're showing. So it was so long that a transmission delay isn't going to be 10 or 15 minutes delay. And the way he described it was exactly how it ended up happening. And then their reaction was also delayed. So the woman goes... World Trade Center 7's down. 10 minutes later. Oh my god, World Trade Center 7's down. It was so... It was almost as if it was staged. So I'm... Yeah, there's more like a mistake than conspiracy. And this is why there's a whole podcast you can do on this. You can... Yeah, I can do... Fair. I can do a whole podcast based on... What revolves around it. Because... There is so much to 9-11. What I... What I wanted to do in this podcast was show... Yeah. A balanced opinion, because um, doesn't matter if the what hearing the, it, it does sound like a mistake. Because it doesn't matter about the conspiracy theories, because people died, and I'd much rather learn more about them. That's fair. I just I think some of the conspiracy theories are like so ridiculous, and at points disrespectful to what actually to what happened. That I want to understand. Why do you think that is? Because from what I've seen, and again, I, I, I'll admit I haven't researched a ton into this. Mm. Most of them are reactions, immediate reaction that stick like years after the, um, the steel melted, which yep. didn't. Yeah, and, and do you know what? As and I like, because there's no. For me, I, I've done so proof. many years of research in terms of looking just at the conspiracies in terms of i was looking at the conspiracies themselves and yeah. kind of backing my own theories up doing the research for this has kind of debunked them a lot of them yeah. for me which is great but i think we're we're still on a precipice where yeah. no matter I, I might be wrong it's like entirely possible that in 20 years somebody will actually come out like, yeah, it was the government. It's possible, I guess. It's not impossible. Well, if they do, then... And when, if that happens, I'm like, well, I was wrong. But well, right now, there's if, no if they proof. If they do, it's not going to be... You're not going to have Donald Trump coming out and say, by the way, guys, this is all a cover-up. This happened, this happened. Because it's not going to happen. No, it would be another whistleblower. It'd be, another, it'd be a whistleblower. But then the government will come out and just say that they were crazy. What the, what they or they'll say that's not what actually happened. This is what happened. How many times? How, how many times have you you seen the movie trope of the crazy conspiracy theorist that no one believes? Look at that, again, that's a movie trope. 
Yeah, but then that's because it's based on reality. You you can conspiracy well... conspiracy theories uh, conspiracy uh, theorists, no matter how closely they are related, are all going to be you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. You're all tin foil hat wearing weirdos. That's because most of them don't have proof. I just think that's. Yeah, but I some of these do have proof. Come. So have there's a, there's one documentary I'm gonna actually get you to watch, um, where if you watch it uh, all the way through, yeah, they analyze the news coverage. They an- analyze yeah. so many things that if it was just you knew this, you would think it's true. Yeah. And not only this is they actually have their own evidence to back their own theories up. Um, does that own evidence? Does it? Does it actually? Yeah, it's hold up though. It depends. Once you on, put it, it against on... the evidence that says actually no, that didn't happen. Does it still hold up? Because I've seen a similar some documentary of it does. about some flat of it earth. doesn't. Yeah, some of it does. I've some seen it a documentary about flat earth, and they put a whole bunch of evidence. Actually, some of it that contradicts itself. But at the end, when you yeah, look at flat it, earth is something completely different because we all know it's absolutely fucking bullshit. Because well, it's a conspiracy theory, like any other. Until you have concrete proof, to anyone sounds crazy. To them, it sounds like we're crazy people in the sheep. I guess. I think we're 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 actually quite. We're probably the one of the better people for us to do this type of podcast because we're all open-minded enough to say, um, open-minded enough for conspiracy theories yeah. and also close-minded enough to say this is absolute BS I, I have to see that uh, documentary to form an opinion on it but like I'm sorry Tim but like anything that you said about there's no proof of it yeah if everything that I said there's an actual report about it and you can argue that the report is fake or not but he was made by people that have studied that, the engineering and physics and whatever, all their lives. And they put a ton of work into it because one of the reports that I'm reading didn't come out until 2005, so that's four years after what happened. And studied it for four years and said, this is what happened. And yes, people have said this, but actually that doesn't hold up. I found what it's called, it's called loose change. Um, they've made a few versions of it, but the the best one is the latest one, which is from two thousand. Well, two thousand fifteen is probably the be- the best one. What if you watch it? Yeah, it will open your mind in a sense that you'll you'll yeah. you'll probably watch and go. I. The thesis and the was and the the evidence holds up. In that perspective, so based on that, it's it's like it's like if you're um you're doing a your homework, yeah. it gives you. They say this is your topic, find evidence yeah. for that topic, and it works. This works. Yeah. But then if you say, if you take that topic, and then put it in pr- the broader perspective, yeah, then the evidence doesn't make sense. Yeah. And that's what conspiracy theories are. It's looking at something to prove you, and you find the evidence to prove that point. But if you take that point and put it in the broader perspective, sometimes it still holds up, and then you're like, "Fair enough, you win." Yeah. Or you just go, "This is complete bullshit." You're all you're doing is cha- taking the evidence to yeah. 
to prove your point. Which is like where I think most of it. Again, I haven't seen the documentary. Yeah, but definitely watch it. It's called Loose Change. Definitely watch it. You're... Evidence in the uh, the building should have withstand the plane crash. If you had that, that's as... true. But what about the fire? Well, if you had that as they your... have a video of a nose going out, and that's impossible. Okay, what's the quality of that video? Is there any more videos that prove that? Could it be just a lo- like optical illusion because it happens, mm-hmm. and we know filmmakers know how to make something bigger than what it is, smaller than what it is, look weird on camera. There's, there's, it's not impossible, and that can go both for both ways, faking the attack and proving it. There's another conspiracy where all of the home home video in quotation yeah. marks, all the ones that are uploaded as like. Hey, I was a guy with a camera recording this. Yeah. The majority of them work in the media industry. But, uh, and that's so, fair, but when you think about it, so when, when you someone th- who's in the media industry, a journalist or cameraman, their first in- instinct might be take record of this, while other people would be running away. And if you see now where everyone has a phone with a camera, most people's first instinct is to film something not to run away, which in situations can be extremely stupid. And so, this is what I was talking about, conspiracies. You've got... Your point is trying to prove that it was a conspiracy. Careful, Chris. Leave the radio. Uh, Your point is trying to prove that your conspiracy, you're saying that 9-11 is a conspiracy. So what you do is you go to this. You go, how do I prove my point? Here's 10 bullet points that I want to try and prove my point with. So you yeah. go, right, who made those? Vi-? So you go, you've got these videos, and I don't think they're right. Who made the videos? Yeah. The media industry. The peeps, A lot of them were in the media industry. How easy it is to falsify those videos? Not hard. You just fucking CGI a plane in, and you, you look good. I don't think anyone would have CGI so available at that point. No, Without but... Without costing... But- no, but this is this is this is one of their points is they have the access to, to do it. So not all of them though. No, well that's things. A lot of uh, I when I looked through some of the research, and this is what I, I try to have a balance of opinion. When I look for the research, some people actually are animators by trade who've done these recordings. So they're th- so the conspiracy theories are yeah. The videos we see are only from these select people because they can falsify it to make it their own thing. Because they're trying to cover up this bigger thing that it was actually a missile instead of a plane. That's fair, but how good would it actually good? Because even now, people who work in the special effects industry put out special effects for big productions and they look garbage. So in 2001, which is 18 years? Yeah. No. Yeah, it is. When we we watched before we started this podcast, I showed you a clip from the uh, War of Worlds. Yeah. And my first thing was, it's fake. We're like, we we know this is CGI, and yet it looks it looks really real, but it looks too That's real. Thing. Back then, it looked shit. So it's even with good effects, the human eye for some reason can pick it up. Can pick it up. That's fake. That's real. Hundred percent. And sometimes you can't quite pinpoint why that you know that's fake. But you do. But you do. Yeah. So I think, again, if that was actually fake, people, especially like experts in special effects, 
and who work with special effects every day of their lives would know would, would know that's fake 100%. and i doubt every special effect artist in the world would be quiet about that being fake no but the, and that's the thing the conspiracies that i've looked at throughout this entire time have in a in their own vacuum work yeah and some of them still work on the broader perspective um but i think we were never we're not really ever gonna know what exactly happened outside of the outside of the written 9-11 report published by the government yeah i'm sure there are stuff that they hid away response especially response times to the tragedy like Oh yeah, yeah. Because can... I've heard conspiracies that like, I think again, I just know mentioned on the uh, Joe Rogan podcast how it is possible that they knew that something could happen mm. weeks before, but they didn't know anything about it. Yeah, I think that's a really big one. And that, and if that's true, I think that's, that's horrible. That's that's bigger than a conspiracy itself. That's, yeah, the conspiracy about a fucking nose that fell out the other side means nothing that one person has video of multiple people do but of the nose thing yeah um, yeah no the, the, it's m- more important than or any of that bullshit is it possible that like separated from the plane like broke and no that wouldn't work can you see can you see why this is such an interesting topic it is tim ah. conspiracy dude what you think of what we said so far a special like if it was fake wouldn't somebody who knew what they're talking about would have said something or wouldn't you would be able to notice since we can notice if it's done if it's done well you won't won't be able to notice what i don't that's not true that's not true you see uh movies with cgi at all all the time and you can tell when it's cgi or not so it, it If, if you're on Insta- okay, if you're okay, I'm d- I'm not trying to prove anyone a point, but if you're on Instagram and you see this this bird who has amazing tits and she looks beautiful and you're amazing scenery. When you said bird, I was thinking of a bird, not a woman. <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> uh, and then, but you know, it, it, although you look at it and go, "Wow, this is she's stunning," this, that, and the other, you know for a fact it's been airbrushed and oh, made gotcha. to. Pres- perfection and again this but is... you can tell you know in the back of your mind you're going again this is tits never look that mind. round and you know the, yeah. your face is never gonna look that perfect this is you know and this is 2001 and it's if... not like now where you can can do deep fakes and it's fucking crazy and, and photoshop don't get me wrong was around then yeah but the limit uh, the the limit of what you can do on a commercial computer yeah. was This is the year where Spider-Man was made, and you can tell that he's not swinging yeah. <laughs> in Manhattan at all. But yeah, no, so when you... There's... No, speaking of Spider-Man, you know the, the first trailer that they released, or tried to release, had the Twin Towers in it, and they had to scrap it and like do another one. Oh my god, what was it? It um... was like the, uh, uh, the helicopter was caught, caught between the Twin Towers, and then unfortunately the attack happened, and they had to... Take it out of there. I don't know if it's actually. Heard. What was the, what was the movie? What was the movie? My friend at work said he went to when he went to Disney World there in a, in Florida. They were showing this movie. I can't remember what it was, but the ending uh, of the movie 
the twi- the towers fell in the movie, but they had to redo it. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember the life for me, and because he said when he watched it, it was before it got changed. Yeah, and so he said, "Oh, I watched the original version, and now you can." In the special edition, it's in there. I can't remember what fucking movie it was. Um, I'll have to have a look, but yeah. Um, also, I saw a video about Friends where the attack happened while Friends was on air, mm-hmm. and they never mentioned it, even though Joey apparently one time he was like seen with the firefighters like shirt and everything. Oh wow. Uh, um. So uh, it's not the finish, but Tim has to go. So we're going to say yes. goodbye to Tim. Um, me, and, me and Mitchell will continue this debate with our, without our conspiracy theorist to which, be around. Um, so I just need to. What what I think what we're going to be doing now is uh, I'm going to be talking more about this. Um, um, I'm going to be talking about the stories of some of the the, the, the firefighters and the yeah. and the emergency service people, just because. Although we love the conspiracies and although we like talking out of our ass about this, that and the other, <laughs> at the end of the That's day, true. at the end of the day, we have the people that are on the ground doing the hard work are those emergency service personnel who risked their lives and also died trying to save people. So what I'm gonna, what I want to do is just kind of reflect more on them and what their stories are. We haven't touched on the when the World Trade, the Seven building fell. Yeah, no, it's I, like I say, this the whole the whole nine eleven itself as 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 a symbol as a as a thing is absolutely massive, and I I, I could have easily um, done million different things yeah but i decided that i think doing it this way covers more topics and also has the biggest amount of discussion yeah that's fair um so what i'm what i'm going to do is that we're going to now start talking about the 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 stories of uh <laughs> some of the people of 9-11 and to recap uh, tim has moved away to wales yeah, Which Tim, is Tim's why gone. We won't hear from him for the rest of the podcast. Ironically enough, I've got a cat called Timmy, and he's replaced. So if you hear a meow, yes. that's as much as uh, Tim would normally input in this podcast. <laughs> that's mean. It is. True. But do you know what? It's so far into the podcast. So if Tim, you're listening, please can you uh, send us a picture of a cat or something so we know you've got this far because most people don't they usually get 10 minutes in and give up that's true so we don't have a big fan base we're not famous yet. we're not famous yet so story number one so this is from i've taken it directly from business insider um purely because i didn't want to change how um some of it is written or take it out of context so i've just taken it from it so story number one was of a 24-year-old equities uh, trader helped at least a dozen people get out and then he went back to firefighters, uh, went back in with the firefighter to save even more lives. So based on that headline, he's already a fucking legend. True. So 
Just a few minutes after United Airlines Flight 175 struck the South Tower of the World Trade Center, 24-year-old Wellies Crother called his mother and calmly left a voicemail. His voicemail went as follows: "Mum, this is Wells. I want to know. I want you to know that I'm okay." So imagine if you get that. Imagine if you're a parent and your your family member or your own son or daughter or washing machine or whatever you identify as is now that's in that's not getting to that that's not getting to uh, that's what next week's episode no, um, is currently involved with one of the worst tragedies of all fucking time yeah and just to know that I bet that must have been the, like the best feeling in the entire world if I'm honest that must have been amazing for, for her mum uh, for his mum yeah. to know so, Crowther was a uh, Crowther, yeah, Crowther was uh, an equities trader at Sand, uh, Sandler O'Neill and Partners on the hundred fourth floor. So he was very high up. So, if you imagine when, if you if the if it collapsed whilst he was still there, he would be definitely gone. Yeah, um, on the hundred fourth floor. But after that call, the man who was a volunteer firefighter in his teens. His um in his teams made his way down to the seventy eighth floor, um floor sky lobby and became a hero to strangers known only as the man in in the red bandana. So he went from one hundred fourth floor, went all the way down to seventy eight, and saved people. Really, it was yeah, no way of going around it. Amid amid this, so he 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 says. Amid the smoke, chaos, and debris, uh, Crowther helped injured and uh, disoriented office workers safely uh, worker to safely risking his own life in the process. They, though they couldn't see much through the haze, those uh, those he saved recalled a tall figure wearing a red bandana to shield his lungs and mouth. So the people he saved, and that went on to tell his tale. Yeah record a person with a red bandana covering their mouth save it basically going around just saving people like just making sure they all get into the elevator well not necessarily the elevator get into the get into the stairs helping people get down and just just like anything that a normal person wouldn't do like your, yeah. your first reaction would be fuck this shit i'm out Okay, so to be fair, he had he had some kind of training because he used to be a volunteer firefighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I felt he was probably trained not to panic on those types of situations, and he knew what to do when a lot of people wouldn't know what to do. Like, cause you know, in your head, if something happens, you don't go to the lifts, you go to the stairs, and calmly you walk down. Yeah. But when actually something is happening. You'd All of that just goes out the window. Out the window, and you're panicking, and you don't know what to do. And even if you wanted to help people, I don't think you would know what to do it without also hurting them by accident, even. Because if if you put yourself in his shoes, what would, obviously you wouldn't know exactly what you had done, but what would you would have done? So you're on a hundred fourth floor. The planes hit many floors below you. What would your reaction probably be, other than fucking run and just get out of there? 
I mean, I would like to think that would, I would help people if I could. But probably... The reality. I would panic and try and get out as fast as I could. Because hmm. like, even the thing with like, covering his face... So he wouldn't inhale like debris and more smoke. Not a lot of people would think of that. I mean, well, uh, you like, say that. I think, I think you probably would. Like, okay, let's. Not with like an actually piece of like put their hand in front of their face. Which or put their like. Or like, yeah, their shirts. Their shirt like over their face. I mean, if you think, um, like. When you look at the many years afterwards, one of the biggest causes of uh, people dying was uh, smoke, smoke inhalation. Yeah. So, although it sh- it should have started to be removed or mostly removed, a lot of the floors still had asbestos in in the actual building, and yeah. all the debris full of decades of dust and like dirt and debris. All got just the chemicals from the, lit- the jet fuel like evaporating the, yeah. the air. It yeah. all just got soaked into your lungs yeah. and so many people have got cancer and died from it years later. Yeah. So obviously you wouldn't know that initially but you would know that there's something in the air that's probably going to kill you. And the fact yeah. that he stayed there and just started keep helping people and helping people is just yeah. amazing. So he came, he came down to the 78th uh, sky floor uh, a sky a floor sky lobby an alcove in the building with an ex, uh, with express elevators meant to speed up trips to the ground floor in what's been described as a strong authoritative voice clearly from his years of firefighting he knows yeah. if he says it in a particular way in a yeah. very calm uh, but at the same time strong way way yeah I mean get like, the fuck out Get the fuck out. Through that way, please. I mean, if you think about it, like, I look at it from, if you're like a director in a telly show. Yeah. If you're, the worst thing to do is to panic and just like, you don't know what you're doing. But if you tell people in the exact ways, in a very authoritative manner, you can run smoothly. And this is probably yeah. what he, he knows. Like, I try to put, I try to put in perspective where people can kind of understand. Like, if you're, if your boss tells you to do something. And you know he ain't got a fucking scooby doo what he's doing. He, the likelihood is he's going to go, uh, you do, do do this. Whereas if he turned yeah. around, and even if he had no idea what to do, tells you very calmly, I'm like, right, you're doing this, 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 and this. You believe them. Yeah. Like, he might not have known exactly what to do in that state, but yeah. if you do that, it calms people down. I think that's great. Just staying calm, I think, in a situation like that, where everyone around you is panicking, you're panicking, and you see someone staying calm and giving instructions how to do it i think immediately that itself has a calming effect on everybody else oh yeah 100 percent. so crowther directed survivors uh to the stairway and encouraged them to help out others while he carried an injured woman on his back after bringing her 15 floors down to safety he made his way back up to help others that's something i don't think i could do how you've literally just saved yourself and someone else by going down all your floors by seeing probably people burning alive and people suffering and and, some already dead and some people already dead and your first thought is to scratch yourself no to me 
Uh, your first thought is to go, right, what I need to do now is go back up. Yeah. I think at that stage, 99.9% of the population... No matter would go, how much you want to help people, you think, I'll just help this person now and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Because 99% people, I, I imagine, would just go, right, I'm safe. This person I've helped is safe. Yeah. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. So he went back up to save others. Everyone who can stand, uh, stand. Uh, everyone who can stand, stand now. Crowther uh, told survivors while directing them to a stairway exit. If you can help others, do so. He's definitely my guardian angel. No ifs or and or buts, because without him, he wouldn't be sitting. Uh, we wouldn't be sitting here waiting until the building came down. Um, Survivor Ling uh, Young told CNN. Crowther is credited with saving at least a dozen people that day. Crowther's body was later recovered alongside firefighters in a stairwell heading back up the, to the tower with the Jaws of Life rescue tool, according to MIC. So he literally yeah. died to save others. Yeah. Like, that is a, that is an, um, that is a f- um, amazing story. I mean... Yeah. It wh- makes me even more sad. Because... Well, nobody deserved to die. No, no. Well. Except the hijackers. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, apart from them. I'm sure there was a, like at least one jerk in that tower that pushed past people to get himself to safety first. And that's hard to judge because, again, he's saving himself. Yeah, I, I think but... in, that, in that scenario, as long as you're not putting some... If he's going down... Okay. Imagine the situation. If you're going, if you're running down the stairs and you're yeah. pushing past people to save your life, providing you're not hindering others, like push it, like being like "fuck you" and push you down the stairs. Fair enough. I, I imagine something like that oh, probably yeah. happened. I, I saw I saw a video. There's there's on YouTube. Um, you can have a look. Um, there's nine eleven. Um, what is it called? Basically, there's a video of a guy that has a camera who's went uh, while 9-11 was happening in that an hour and a half period. He took a camera and he followed everyone. As in, he went inside the building whilst it was on fire upstairs. Yeah. He went, you can see everything in stunning quality and it makes it so real. Yeah. Because there's even one point where you see someone fall in front of him obviously jumped from the window um and he um and when you watch that video and then put yourself into the the story we just told i could never i know it sounds bad but i could never see myself going back upstairs ever yeah it's i couldn't do it i know and it's crazy when you think about like putting yourself into their their shoes um it's I try and I'm gonna try and leave as many links as I can in the description of all the yeah. videos I've watched so people can actually get an idea. Um, and remember, those people that jumped out of the window, they knew they weren't going to survive that fall. Oh. They just didn't want to be burned alive. How how crazy is the fact that falling to your death is the best outcome you could have? Like, yeah. what must be going through your mind? Like, I mean, yeah. You, you're choosing you're choosing you your own death you know you get burned alive 
or you jump and hope you, lo- you lose conscious halfway down and don't feel anything. I, I, I just don't, but I just don't. It's crazy having to make that choice. It's insane. It, it, imagine if that. Imagine if that was you. You're sat there. You know you're going to die, and you you're having that conversation with yourself to like, I'm going to choose my way out. Yeah. Is the, probably the. I can't comprehend it. That's just too crazy. So, I got story number two. Um, so story number two. If I can get my fucking phone working. Uh, story number two is of a group of strangers teamed up to take back uh, United uh, Flight 93, preventing the plane, killing untold numbers of people in the US capital. So as we alluded to earlier uh, during the, uh, the story, the, this is the one that flew into the, into the field. So this is elaborating on what we said earlier. Approximately 8, 928 uh, a.m. on September 11th, 2001, United at Flight 93 was hijacked by four Al-Qaeda terrorists. After the terrorists had been stabbed, uh, had stabbed a pilot and the flight attendant, the passengers were told that a bomb was on board and was heading back to the airport. But this was after two planes already hit the World Trade Center and the, and the passengers of the United 93 huddled in the back of the plane, were beginning to find out the real plan was. Beginning at 9.30, several pa- passengers made phone calls to, uh, to their loved ones. Quote, Tom, they're, they're hi- they are hijacking uh, planes all, uh, all up and down uh, the East Coast, uh, Dina uh, Burnett told her husband, Tom. A passenger on United 93 in a cell phone call at 9.34 they are taking them and hitting uh, designated targets. They've already hit both well, uh, both trade set, well, trade centers. In another phone call, Tom learned from his uh, wife that another plane had hit the Pentagon. We have uh, we have to do something, Bernard told his wife at nine forty five. I'm putting a plan together. Other uh, other passengers, including Mark Bingham, Je- Jeremy Gilk, and Todd Beamer, were learning were learning similar details in their own phone calls as the plane was uh, barreling towards Washington, D.C. So at this current moment, you've got bloated people huddled at the very back of the plane, speaking to their loved ones, basically informing them that this is the shit that's already gone down and they're not saying it, but they're like, they're going for their head to go and we're next. Yeah. They've got no two ways about it. They know they're next. So the passengers... Voted of whether uh, whether to fight back uh, against hijackers, led by led by the four man uh, group, the passengers then rushed the cockpit with uh, B uh, Beamer rallying them in his last words, "You ready? Okay, let's roll." From the Guardian, from nine fifty seven, the cockpit recorder picks up the sound of frightening uh, of fighting in the in an aircraft losing control at thirty thousand feet. The crash of trolleys, dishes, uh, dishes being held and smashed. The terrorists, uh, t- the terrorists screamed at each other to hold the door against uh, obviously a siege from the cabin. A passenger cries, "Let's get them!" And then there is a, more screaming. Then an apparent uh, breach. 
give it to me, shouts uh, a passenger, apparently about to siege, uh, to seize the controls. Instead of the plane hitting its intended target, believed to be the White House or the Capitol building, it crashed into an empty field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, killing all 44 passengers aboard. Yeah. That's another one of the how like this is a this is a different one to story uh story one because obviously their initial idea was if you can get into the cockpit you can take control of the situation. Yeah. So there is hope. But to know that as soon as you have any hope of getting there, you know that it's already too late. Yeah. Your then next thought is, let's not kill loads more people because we're going to die anyway. Yeah, that's not a restriction on its part. I would have no idea what I would do. Because there's no escape, immediate escape. You don't have the stairs going down to safety. You don't have an exit to safety. You're trapped in a metal thing. You are literally at in a sardine. You're, you're, <laughs> you're in a fucking sardine tin traveling at like a couple of hundred miles an hour. You cannot follow me. That was exaggeration. But what and well it might if it was Concord, maybe. Maybe. Um but you're in a metal sardine tin traveling at <laughs> metal box. Traveling five hundred miles an hour. Well probably it wasn't five hundred, but let's say a couple hundred miles an hour. And it's in thousands your... of miles from the floor. No, it's traveling ground. thousands of miles an hour. <laughs> a, million, a, million a million miles from the ground. Um. So your your next choice is what? Like it's not like you like jumping out of the plane is not an option. Because you can't open the. You can't open well. The um, what's called attendants? They have the keys. But there's no parachutes. No. So, what's your next? Um, so yeah, the, crazy people flying the plane. Yeah, you have no choice. You have zero. You don't zero. know what they're going to do next. If they're going to crash the plane into the ground, or in a mall full of people, or the Capitol, or the White House, and that's or the thing. in the middle of the fucking sea. Or like, or whatever. And all of these results in your death, no matter what. Yeah. So you think death already? Uh, my fate is already sealed. Let's not seal other people's. Which is which is fair enough. Or these bastards aren't going to do what they want. Yeah. Because by the sounds of it, even if they got control of the the plane anyway. I mean, there is a possibility that they would have like, landed it, I guess, but mm. a very remote possibility. Very remote. And from watching documentaries of, um, uh, of like, over uh, people over controlling uh, planes and stuff, if I said to you, here is a plane, land it, would you have a first clue what the fuck you're doing? Well, I think normally they try to instruct you what to do through the comms. But from like base control. From what I've seen, what I've heard, that all communications are cut off. 
So you're now in a in a position where you've got no communications, mm. and your fl- your flight simulator training on your Is computer. Is anybody else? No, I'll do the other one. I've got it once on the GTA. I played flight simulator once. Um, I crashed it, but I can give it a go. Yeah. No, thank you. I I would never. I played enough flight sims to get a. A rough idea of how to like how to physically like you put your your wheels down first and your nose and but there's a thousand buttons in front of me what do i press like on on yeah. computer i press the you know the fucking b button and the wheels come down and it's yeah. fine but it's not possible like i think it would have been a miracle if they could have landed that plane I think the best outcome for them probably could have been is if they found like a body of water or something. They could have. <laughs> not even that. As a... They would have to so. slow themselves down enough for them not to break up as soon as they touch it. Completely crash, yeah. But I think they probably did the best choice, which was let's not fly into the White House full of. I reckon if they flew into the White House, the, a world war would have started. Probably. Because at this uh, at this point, there was the World Trade Center full of civilians. Because that wasn't just trying to cause casualties. They was trying to murder the president of yeah. the United States. So at this point, you've got the loads of people who died at the White uh, at the World Trade Center, which inevitably collapsed, and you've got. The Pentagon, which didn't kill that many people, but very symbolic. And then you've got, you then got this. Yeah. You've got this plane that's going to fly into the White House. And the Vice President was inside the White yeah. House. They were in the bunker, but... I'm telling you, if, if that if that plane would to have hit it, there would have been World War Three. I, I reckon there would have been. Um, Probably. Which... We could actually say that those people might have saved the entire world from going into another world war. Yeah, I guess. Well, because crazy Americans no with guns. Be, there's no way to be sure that they were going to hit the White House. Could have been the Capitol. Could have been. Or something else. I don't know what's in DC that's important other than the White House and the Capitol. Mm. Washington Monument? Yeah. Probably not the easiest things to hit. A big fat white building is probably the easiest thing to hit. Well, behind it isn't there like the Lincoln, where like sitting, oh yeah, yeah, sitting yeah. in the really big. Now that would be very symbolic. Imagine if you, yeah. yeah. But as we knew from the World Trade, uh, sorry, from the Pentagon, they actually hit the wrong place. Did they? Yeah. Uh, the Pentagon, uh, there was only sec- a section of it that was reinforced. Yeah. And that was the section they hit. They could have hit anywhere else and it would have yeah. done so much more damage. Um, but yeah, so story three. And this is the last story. Two former US Marines put their uniform back on and searched through rubble and uh, that could have collapsed at any moment they found two survivors. 
While the plane, uh, while the planes were hitting World Trade Center, uh, the World Trade Center, 27-year-old Jason uh, Thomas was dropping his daughter off uh, to his ma- uh, mother in Long Island. When Thomas heard that uh, what transpired, he changed into his Marine Corps uniform he had sitting in his trunk. He was a former sergeant who had been out of the corps for a year, and sped uh, and sped towards Manhattan. Someone needed, as he said, someone needed help. I didn't matter who, uh, told, uh, Thomas told AP. I didn't even have a plan, but I was, uh, but all I, yeah, but I have all this training as a Marine and all, and all I could think was my city is in need. Around us, around the same time, Wilton, uh, at the same time in Wilton, Connecticut, Davis Carney's, um, was working in his office at uh, Delotti watching uh, the attack unfold on TV. We're at war, the, the former Marine sergeant said to his colleagues before telling his boss he might not be back for a while, according to, uh, according to Slate. He went and got a haircut, changed into his Marine... <laughs> Sorry. He I knew you was going to point... I knew you was going to point this out. What? <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing, but that's... What? I mean, I think there's strict rules that you have to have for it. You oh. can't save people. I don't. After saving a bunch of people. Like, you know, what you did was great, but you didn't have your haircut. Get the I, fuck I, out I, of I here. I think you're quits a bit off, mate. I don't... Yeah. I'm so, You're not doing too well, are, are you? Are you wearing a ponytail? It's like, what are you doing, mate? Um, <laughs> that's so... Okay. So, um... Yeah, so uh, said to his colleagues, it, uh, he went and got a haircut, changed into his marine uniform, and drove uh, to New York City, uh, to New York City, a hundred twenty miles per hour. How much is that in kilometers? Because I don't. Right. I don't so miles. let 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 me just let me convert this into into miles. stupid language. So. <gasps> Excuse me. One. I'm sorry that we don't measure our stuff in feet. I uh, well, I mean, we kind of do. We don't. We do miles, feet, inches, centimeters. Everything's wrong. Sure. To be fair, the UK is actually the probably the most fucked up country. Okay, nearly. In terms of like. To a hundred kilometers further. That's fucking crazy. So. How far is Connecticut? No idea. New York? But the UK is really fucked up when it comes to um, measurements, as in. That would be my my coffee cup would be in milliliters, and then I'd have liters, and it might be also be in pints and gallons. My f- your it's a mess. UK it's a mess. I could ha- I could measure this table in inches, centimeters, or millimeters, but then I might cut it in feet. Doesn't make sense. And when we're learning in school. Half of maths is learning how to translate everything to make it work. So you need to know what how many how many millimeters into a centimeter into a meter. How many does that convert into inches to feet to gallons? No, we only convert from millimeters to centimeters to meters. That's all you need. Oscar, that's kind of easy. Yeah, no, everything. Uh, it, everything it, else is unnecessary. <laughs> I mean, like everything we do is ten nowadays tends to be in centimeters and meters, but like 
I still measure myself in foot. Like I'm six foot one. Ridiculous. I'm a meter and sixty three centimeters. Yeah, but that's because you're small. So I'm a five foot three. I've learned today. <laughs> so when someone asks you what uh, what height you are, as a British person, I probably go. Well, I could say one hundred and sixty three centimeters. Can you translate that? Well, no. Now you know five foot three. On my on my document, so in my ID, it's uh, in meters. So that's where I tell them. So weird. Anyway, yeah. So he, he said he travelled uh, towards New York City, one hundred twenty miles per hour. Once both Marines reached the uh, collapsed towers. The site now covered in ash and debris, so obviously the, the time they got there, the, it's already been collapsed, which is fine. Which is, no, as in, it, it puts the haircut into context. Yeah, it's like, yeah, if you haven't collapsed yet, let me get a haircut. So. That's, I'm sorry, that was weird. That was a waste of time. I mean, I'm wait. guessing he cut him, he himself, like, cut He didn't go hair. there to get a fucking pedicure. He went, he went there to, to like, right. Yes. You're still losing like 10 minutes shaving your hair off. Yeah, you just put your foot down to another to 125 miles per hour. That's that's it. Maybe he cut his hair while driving 120 miles per hour. Oh, I would be okay with that. Do you think a man can multitask? Um... No, no. Okay. Um... Once they uh, reached the towers, the side is now covered in ash and debris. They began searching for survivors, but at first they found each other. They had little gear with uh, with them besides flashlights and a military entrenching tool, uh, AP, uh, AP reported. Along with uh, other first responders, the pair climbed out of, uh, out of the dangerous field of metal, concrete, and dust, calling out, US State, United States Marines, if you, can, uh, if you hear us, yell or tap. According to Stripes, when they reached out, uh, reached a uh, depression in the rubble of what had uh, been the South Tower, he said, I thought so I heard someone, so I yelled down, and they replied back that they were New York's uh, Port Authority uh, police officers. They asked us not to leave them. Carnes told Thomas to get to a high point to direct the rescuers. Uh, to the site, then called his wife and sister on his cell phone and told them to phone and give the New York police uh, his location. The two officers, William uh, Jimno and Jonathan McLovin, uh, were on the main course between the two the towers when the South Tower began to fall, but made it into the freight elevator before the collapse. They were alive, but seriously injured, trapped approximately 20 feet below the surface. Mm. 20 feet. Okay, let's try and translate this into stupid language. It's not stupid, you're stupid. So, 20... Whoever invented the measuring the feet is stupid. 20 feet in metres is 6 metres. Okay, that's... Uh, so... Like 7 people sucked. On top of each other. Four of you? Is it? 1.6. Yeah, it's not seven. It's oh. like very small people. No, yeah. 1.6 times two, three times like that. So, yeah, yeah, four of you. I'm good at math. So, yeah, yeah. So, four reaches deep. Yes. They were. Okay. 
Now we've we're not, we're, now we're getting context. Um, uh, according to USA Today, once they heard voices of the Marines, Jimmo began shouting the code of the officers eight thirteen eight thirteen. After they located amid unstable amount of debris, it took workers roughly three hours to uh, to dig out Jimno and an- and another eight to reach McLovin, uh, who was buried further down. So they basically dropped everything they had in their life yeah. to help out. So although there was so much bad, it goes to show there are good people out there willing to help. Yeah. And I managed to leave it on a positive note. Yeah, buddy. Sure. Essentially, we've learned three things today. There's good people out there. There's bad people. There's bad people out there. And Tim's just never here. Tim's not here. Tim was never here. It's just Mitchell doing a different voice sometimes. Yep. So yeah, final thoughts. I mean, I... What is there to say? Honestly. It's... That we haven't talked about. I mean... The whole conspiracy act aspect... On and on about yeah. this. The whole conspiracy aspect is interesting, but yeah. I, I think as a society we've kind of taken we've we've taken nine eleven and broke it down into so many different elements yeah. to prove our own Opinions. own opinion yeah. and rationale. But I t- I think we all in our own ways, rightly or wrongly, hugely wrongly, have forgotten that this happened to real people. Yeah. And one thing that we should all learn is, although that shit happened on 9-11, and a lot of did, as we learn from those stories, that there are always good people out there. Yeah. And that's the way to end it. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. And although we were we wrapped up so well, we've got to say next week it's Pokemon. Yeah, very in theme. Very in theme. So we'll see you next week on another episode of Dino Pod. Maybe with Tim, probably not. Goodbye. Bye.